It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Hokie Hour underway here on the Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD. 101.7103.5 and 14:60 a.m. before we dive in to the coach Fuente news is Baylor going to happen is it not what happens if it does so many questions to ask so little time we need to make sure you are primed and ready to roll this is got you covered no one has time to catch all the games don't worry tim will get you covered All right, we have some news, some concrete, and some rumored out of the Virginia Tech coaching situation over the last 24 hours. It has been a whirlwind for Hokie Nation, and I'm sure most of the conversations, conversations, excuse me, surrounding the Hokies have centered on will Justin Fuente be the head coach next year, or will the Hokies be heading to the coaching carousel and seeing if they can't get a new candidate? Well, that's all rumors, right? Coach Fuente, there's essentially two outcomes left. He's either going to leave for Baylor or he's going to be back in Blacksburg. And I haven't seen anything concrete that's going to teat that seesaw in either direction. However, we do have some real information about changes to the coaching staff, and it's not in the positive variety. Jerry Kill, an analyst that came in, former three-time coach of the year in his conference, former national coach of the year, joined Virginia Tech midseason and was given quite a bit of credit for the turnaround for the Hokies. Uh, Basically, before Duke and after Duke, a lot of that credit went to Hendon Hooker taking over the quarterback position and Jerry Kill taking over as an analyst on the sidelines. Uh, He's gone. He's on his way to TCU to work for uh, Gary Patterson, a very well-respected coach at, at Texas Christian. Now, that I don't think has much to do with the Fuente situation. The problem with it is uh, maybe the only coach in NCAA football that is closer to Jerry Kill than Coach Fuente is Coach Gary Patterson. Jerry Kill was in Coach Gary Patterson's wedding, and sometimes in, in, in life you look at your buddies and you ask for a favor, and I think that's more about what this is. So uh, Coach Fuente might leave, might not. Don't look too far into the Jerry Kill situation, although you would like for Jerry Kill to want to hang around. In uh, coaching news elsewhere, Alex Cora of the Red Sox has been fired. Manager, uh, or sorry, 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 mutually decided to part ways. He wasn't fired. But either way, he's no longer the manager of the Red Sox. We already know the changing of the guard that's happened in Houston with the Astros due to the cheating scandal. Well, now it comes down to will Carlos Beltran still be the, the new manager of the New York Mets? He was not on the coaching staff in Houston during the cheating scandal. He was on the team during some of these cheating scandals. He was a player. Now, no other players are being punished, but he's a player that's trying to become a manager. I wouldn't expect any punishment, but the Mets have to decide if it's okay for them to have a cheater leading their franchise. Because make no mistake about it, if you were a player that benefited from the the, the pitch-tipping scandal, if you were a manager that implemented it, if you were a general manager that has a ring because of it, you are a cheater, and there is no reason to backpedal from it. 
Penn State, everybody, more allegations at Penn State. And if you are a Penn State fan, the, the two worst words you could possibly hear are more allegations. Now, I want to emphasize that at this time, they are just allegations. Nothing has been proven. However, a player that transferred out of Penn State is accusing the Penn State football program of overlooking a pretty, pretty, pretty serious, heinous, hazing uh, situation that happened on the school. Uh, references made to Jerry Sandusky, uh, sexual crimes being committed. If any of this proves to be true, Penn State is going to be in for a world of hurt, uh, not just from, from public image, but hopefully from the NCAA and governing bodies, because if there's any program out there that should be running an extremely clean program, it is the Penn State Nittany Lions. But again, at this point, all allegations don't want to jump to any kind of judgment. Do want to look uh, one more time back at the coaching scandal, or excuse me, coaching scandal, coaching situation with the Hokies because there's some names that have uh, weighed in that you may recognize. You may recognize a guy named Michael Vick. You may recognize a game, a guy named Marty Smith. You may recognize a guy named Kirk Herbstreet. They have all taken to Twitter. Marty Smith being a, a native of the NRV, Michael Vick being one of the favored sons of the Virginia Tech program, and Kirk Herbstreet being one of the faces of college football. They've all weighed in on Twitter saying if, and, and, and that's a big if, if Coach Fuente is on his way to Baylor, they all support Shane Beamer as the replacement. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not... I'm not endorsing Shane Beamer, and you shouldn't either, but you shouldn't negate Shane Beamer. The question should be for Whit Babcock, is Shane Beamer the right coach? And it has to be for football reasons, because he's the right coach to lead the Hokies. It cannot and, and must not be just because his last name is Beamer. That's got you covered. This is the Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD. Um, and, and we're going to pick up where where so many conversations around Hokie Nation uh, have left off in the last 24 hours, and that's with Justin Fuente. Uh, for those of you that have been living under some form of rock, uh, reports out there began with Pete Thamel at Yahoo Sports that, that Justin Fuente is interviewing for the Baylor head coaching vacancy, which obviously would mean he is considering leaving Virginia Tech. Now, I want to be clear here. I don't think anyone knows. I mean, unless your last name is Fuente, I don't think you could have an, uh, a tip, right? I don't think there's, there's an agreement in place. I don't think Baylor is uh, secretly already has the deal and they're just waiting for the right time. I don't think it's happened. I truly believe it is still one of two outcomes that can happen, right? The pass is in the air. It's either going to be caught or it's going to be dropped. Like those are, I guess that's a bad example because it could be intercepted as well. Um, it, there's, there's one. The shot is up. Basketball. We use basketball. The shot is in the air. It's either going to go in or it's not. Right? He's either going to take the job, be offered, and accept the job at Baylor, or he is going to come back to Virginia Tech. I truly believe there are two options for Coach Fuente next year. It's Baylor or it's Virginia Tech. And, and that means everyone in that scenario, everyone mentioned, Baylor, Virginia Tech, Coach Fuente, Coach Fuente's assistants, Coach Fuente's family, the players at Virginia Tech, the players at Baylor, they all need to have a plan for each. It would be irresponsible not to. Right? You, you hear this often. Like uh, uh, some celebrity is giving a motivational talk, right? Maybe, maybe a, 
uh, a celebrity is going back to their acting school and talking to the kids, right? And and uh, someone says, if, if you weren't going to be an actor or if you weren't going to be a musician, what were you going to be? And they give you the answer of, I never let myself think about what would happen if I didn't become an actor. For me, I was always going to become an actor, right? They, they give you that nonsense. It's like, well, yeah, you're Brad Pitt. Well, that's irresponsible <laughs> as hell. There's a lot of people out there that look like Brad Pitt, may even be as talented as Brad Pitt, but they didn't make it in acting and they needed to have something else to fall back on, <laughs> right? Like that's irresponsible as hell. So, so if you are Virginia Tech, have the plan for if Fuente comes back, right? How are you going to manage the fallout that comes from a coach interviewing elsewhere? But don't sit there and go, we, we never let ourselves think about if Coach Fuente actually took the Baylor job. You need to think about that too, right? There's one of two outcomes. That's, it, it's not like a, um, a spoiler alert. Uh, end game, right? Where they had 14,935 different options of, of, right? You can't prepare for all of those. For those, for you Marvel fans, by the way, this is a little nerd reference. Even here. then, that was a bit of a deep cut, even then. Well, what, what, I think it was what, Infinity War, actually, wasn't it? I don't know. Uh, no, well, it, he may have said that in Infinity War, but the, they were playing it out, right? We, anyway, basically, what he said was <laughs> there was 14 million options. And and they were trying to to figure out you know one of them that worked and and like you can't prepare for fourteen million options no. right if if you're going into an off season and Coach Fuente was taking forty seven different interviews but was also there was seventy five different scenarios where he stayed at Virginia Tech you can't prepare for one hundred and fifty things but with there being two options he's either at Baylor or he's at Tech prepare for both. Whit Babcock, prepare for both. Players, prepare for both. Y'all may not like it, but players, when their head coach leaves, they can all go into the transfer portal and play right away. Players, think about what you will do if Fuente leaves. And if when Fuente leaves, he takes your position coach with him. Think about what you will do. Think about what you will do if he comes back. Like, what questions do you have for your head coach if he interviews somewhere else and comes back? Yeah, because I think that would definitely, like, because, you know, you talk about Hokie Nation having to gain his trust back. The players will definitely have to gain his trust back. Some of them, right? Some players will sit there and think of the two scenarios, and they'll say, hey, you know what? Every offseason I consider transferring. I'm looking out for number one. He should look out for number one as well, right? Some of them will be extremely mature in that way. Some of them will be extremely personally hurt saying, you promised me you would be here to help me through my college career and you were considering leaving and you and you and you, right? Every time, I feel like every time you start a sentence with and you, it gets more like accusatory. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you promised me you would stay here and you decided you were going to interview and you were going to leave me out to dry and you need to tell me that it... The like, knife gets sharper <laughs> and sharper. Every time you say that, like, and, and you have to decide what you're going to do. Like I said, there's two options. There's two. So take your time, right? If, if I told you, um, <laughs> if I told you uh, we're going to offer you the job, right? We're, we're in an interview. We're either going to give you thirty grand a year or a hundred grand a year. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're going to come up with a plan for each of those offers, right? 
You're going to say, if they offer me 30 grand, maybe I don't take the job. If they offer me 100 grand, I do. If they, they offer me 30 grand, uh, maybe I'll take the job, but I'm going to have to move into a smaller apartment. Or, or hey, if they give me 100 grand, I'm going to accept the job and I'm going to go straight on, on my way home after the interview to the, the car dealership. And I'm going to get myself the new 2020 uh, Jeep Truck Gladiator. <laughs> By the way, I'm not paid by Jeep at all. I just like that truck. So it's kind of become my reference. That's not an that's not a paid advertisement in, of any kind. Um, <laughs> it makes it even funnier. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a random thing that I enjoy. Um, like you have, if there's only two options, you can plan for them. Now, if they came back and said, "We're going to offer you the job, uh, but the salary we're still working on it, so we're going to get back to you tomorrow," it's anywhere between twenty grand and one hundred and eighty grand. Then you're like. All right, well, I'll wait till you tell me what it's going to be, and then I'll make a decision. Right? There's two options for the Hokies. Either Fuente will be here or Fuente will be in Baylor. It's like a poorly worded true or false question on a test. You got 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot of but, each of these. But the question's like, you know, it's one of those, like, cells do not divide through <laughs> my like coaches. six negatives. Yeah, and it's like, what? It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's um. There is no chance that these would not happen in a situation where they would never happen. And you're like, oh, gosh, I need a chart. I need to draw this out. Um, we're going to keep talking Fuente when we come back because uh, uh, everyone could learn a lesson from how Coach Fuente has managed this situation. There is a lesson to be learned here, not just about coaching, not just about college football, but about how to be a proper human next. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the new River Valley, WRAD. Uh, we're continuing to talk about Justin Fuente, and here's the lesson that I think you can learn uh, from the Justin Fuente situation. And it's real simple. If you're going to say something, make sure you believe it. If you're going to say something, make sure you hold yourself to that standard. Because Justin Fuente, when talking about recruits, has said in the past if you're going to visit another school, how committed are you to Virginia Tech, really? He has come out and said, once someone commits to Virginia Tech, he does not like it when they take recruiting trips elsewhere. Because he feels like you're not committed to Virginia Tech if you are still entertaining other schools. Oh, my. Which, at the time, people loved. Right, Virginia Tech fan bases loved it because because a lot of fans think that same way. Right? Why are you still taking calls from another coach if you're really committed to us? And what they're really doing is just entertaining all of their options. Hashtag stone by stone, hokey strong. You know, exactly. But 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 Fuente can't come out and say that, and then a couple months later take visits elsewhere. And pretend like he's still and has always been committed to Virginia Tech. Would it have been worse if he had kept if that? Well, I guess the news is broke, but like if it were even bigger under wraps, I guess would that have even been worse? Well, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, when you're interviewing for a position like Baylor, it's it's an unrealistic expectation to keep that secret. All right, the only way you keep that secret is if it never actually gets to the interview stage. You may be able to keep a couple tech secret, right? Just a couple like. If you have a friend on the Baylor staff, hey, what's what, what 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 do you guys think of this? You may be able to keep that secret. You can't keep in-person meeting secret. Reporters are too darn good and they're too darn everywhere. Wow. In 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 2020, right? They they just 
they, they've got eyes everywhere and they've got sources everywhere. Um, but going back to my original point, if, say, a recruit commits to Virginia Tech and then they take another visit to the school in their home state, a North Carolina kid commits to Virginia Tech and then he takes, while committed to Virginia Tech, takes an official visit to North Carolina. If Coach Fuente said, good, I want him to make sure Virginia Tech is the place he wants to be because once he's on campus, we're expecting 100% commitment and we don't want him having what ifs, what ifs, what ifs in his mind, then this makes a lot more sense. Absolutely. Because now he's doing what he feels should be done, which is I want to make sure Virginia Tech is the place for me long term. And the only way to know that is to experience somewhere else, at least for an interview. You're like shopping for different like brands of, the, of like a product. You Test know? driving another car to yeah. make sure you don't want a new car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because he came out and said, if you go elsewhere and you're not committed and this, that, and the other, and shame, 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 now you've painted yourself into a corner. How the tables have turned. How the shoe is on the other foot. The ah. shoe is on the other table, which is turned. Um, that's a quote from Social Social Network. Oh, wow. I, I stumbled into that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to take credit for it. Um, bibliography, Aaron Sorkin, the writer of Social Network. Um, so, so essentially, my lesson to everyone is only say something if you believe it, not because you think it's going to, to garner positive reaction. Because if you don't believe it, then your actions later on uh, there's a good chance you are going to contradict yourself. When you contradict yourself, suddenly you're not the honorable, upstanding individual that you try to portray. You are instead, and I say this uh, with all of the implications that come along with it, a hypocrite. And when you're a head coach of a college football program, you don't want to be called a hypocrite. When we come back, time for our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. Time for Hashtag Hokies. Next. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley. I still think, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, we need to get a taco truck. And we need to call it the Taco New River Valley. You would not be thinking of that if I didn't say it before we went on air this morning. Once you put tacos in my mind, they're not going anywhere until I get tacos. Uh, If if a taco truck wants to sponsor us. Taco truck, taco the New River Valley is fantastic I love for it. the talk of the New River Valley WRAD radio. Network. We at least need t-shirts that say that. Yeah. Like that's that's a fantastic idea. And I'm like I'm a huge pun guy. I love puns. I I can tell. Uh so anyway, ta- Taco the New River Valley WRAD 1017135 AM. Mel, I want tacos. Uh, of course, breakfast tacos. Oh, how good would they be right now? Ooh. Um let's go ahead and jump into our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. Let's jump into Hashtag Hokies Tacos. Now, obviously, there is a, a gigantic um, groundswell or, or, or revolution happening on Twitter right now. Just a ton of tweets mm. of people mostly asking for information on, on the coaching situation. How some would you not ask for it? Some know? are lambasting uh, Coach Fuente. Some are defending Coach Fuente. Some are saying, get out of here. Some are saying, please stay. So there, there's every different thing going on there. So I picked two interesting ones. And uh, and and we're going to start there. This conversation could go anywhere, but we're going to start 
with these two tweets. Let's go. First one comes from at Chris A. Price 86. Uh, he says, why are Hokies fans talking about our next head coach? Fuente hasn't left yet, and honestly, we don't need him to leave. When you have this many players coming back, you don't want the mess of a new coach. So let's chill and see what happens. Hopefully he stays. Now, one to address the first part of that tweet is what I said earlier, which is if there's only two options, prepare for both. So one of those options is deciding who would be the next head coach if Fuente leaves. The other one is is I think he he's very specific in his word choice, but but he he may not be seeing that it could work against him as well. The the sentence I'm talking about is when you have this many players coming back, you don't want the mess of a new coach. Focusing on mess. Because yes, if Fuente leaves, it is going to be a very, very high degree of difficulty, high wire act scramble for Whit Babcock to replace him in the back half of January. Oh, yeah. It will be, uh, has to be a lightning quick process just weeks away from the second signing day. The coach will have to re recruit all of the committed recruits while re recruiting all of the players on the roster that will have the option to transfer all the while getting accustomed and and getting assimilated to to Blacksburg and the New River Valley and uh, uh, acclimating themselves to the roster and how he's going to use them moving forward. So, So, yes, it will be a mess if Coach Fuente leaves. And, yes, there are high expectations for next year, and you don't want to have a mess surrounding a team that has high expectations and is returning so much talent. But what I think this Twitter user is, is ignoring is the fact that if coach Fuente comes back and is in Virginia tech, you don't just go back to how, how it was before this happened. There's a mess there as well. This is messed. If you do messed, if you don't, there are players and I'm sure there are coaches, and I'm sure there are administrators that are rubbed a little bit the wrong way on how this was handled. That's just facts. It's just facts. If your beloved boss, who you have a connection to, who you spend all of this time with, starts taking interviews on other jobs, you're going to feel some type of way about it. And even if they don't get the other job, you're going to feel some type of way about it. There's a mess in either direction here. There's no way to avoid the mess at this point in time. There's no way to avoid the mess. So 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 it's better to just be good at handling mess and pick the right side. Pick the right mess. It's 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 that kind of decision. It's all right, there's going to be a mess either way. So let's forget about the mess when we make this decision. Whichever decision we make or whichever decision he makes, we have to be prepared to deal with a mess. So let, let's, let's get our ducks in a row. Let's make sure everything we can do is on the right side. And, and, and that means having a list of candidates that you'd be interested in calling the moment you get that resignation letter from Coach Fuente. But it also means having an immediate list of how you want to handle things if Fuente does return. Right? What do you want to be your first message to the players when Coach Fuente is back on campus? What do you want your first message to the players be if Coach Fuente is not back on campus? 
It's a big cascading effect. How do you want to try to keep the coaches that you want to keep if Fuente leaves? How do you want to tell the coaches that their job is safe and that Fuente won't abandon them if Fuente returns? There's a mess on both sides of the aisle. Right. So I'm not disagreeing with him. It's not going to be, I'm not saying it's not going to be a mess if Coach Fuente does leave, but I'm saying there's mess-like qualities if he stays as well. Right, right. So so, so if you hope he stays, like uh, Chris A. Price does, that's, that's good. That's up to you. That's your decision. I'm not here to tell you what to think. If you hope he stays, you think he's the right coach for the job, you think he's the most likely to win 10 wins in a coastal championship next year, then you root for him to stay. But don't look at other people that are preparing for him as if he might leave and, and, and say, you guys are, are missing the mess because everyone's going to have a mess. We're all in this together. Right now we're in the situation. Have you ever seen the, uh, it's like a, I think it's like a practical joke where you take a, a cup of water and you put something flat on it, turn it upside down, and then move it onto the table? Yeah, it doesn't like spill or whatever. So the cup is upside down on the table filled with water and it's not spilling? Yeah. And you realize, well, no matter how I deal with this, water's going everywhere, right? That's the impractical joke of it, right? Yeah, you have to, uh, you have to to cover it up. Yeah. You like how I threw impractical joke in there? Uh, I thought you, I thought it was a slip. That's that's the 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 joke of it. That's where the Hokies are right now. There is a cup upside down on their kitchen counter, filled with water. At some point, you're going to lift the cup up, and when that happens, it's going to be a mess. You just have to be prepared standing there already with towels and paper towels and things to clean it up. Next hashtag Hokies comes from at LeBron Hokies fan. Cool. LeBron Hokies fan uh, tagged this at Whit Babcock and at the president of of Virginia Tech. Mm. VT football needs more money. We absolutely need more support staff. We can't continue to remain stagnant while everyone else funnels more and more resources into their football programs year after year. We, wow. We talked about this with Bill Roth yesterday. We, we aired it again this morning during the Roth report. Yeah. There are schools out there that are spending tremendously more money than the Hokies are on football. That makes the Hokies operate differently. Rutgers spends $7.7 million on their assistant coaches. Virginia Tech spends three point six seven. Right, These are the numbers that Bill Roth gave us, and they are a cold glass of water to the face. UNC spends $4 million on their assistant coaches. 3.67 and 4 seems close. It's a third of a million dollars. Right, You have 10 coaches, which is what you're allowed on the sideline, 10 assistant coaches, and you spend a third of a million more on your assistant coaches, everyone in that meeting room gets 33000 more dollars. If you just divide it up evenly, thirty-three thousand is a big, big, big difference for people. For for many people, it's their entire career, entire year salary, right? Like that is a, a an American salary in difference on average in each assistant coach between Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Not even to mention the the Clemson's and Alabamas who are all over seven million dollars, right? There's there is a difference there. And, and and Bill Roth said it best, which was, you know, jumping jumping to Sandman is awesome. Game day on on game day uh, in Lane Stadium is awesome, but that's six seven days a year. 
The $100 million football facility is where players spend their time all offseason. Every day. Three, four, five, six hours a day year-round. Sandman is six minutes a year. Now, it's an awesome six minutes, but it's six minutes a year. And you definitely shouldn't go to Virginia Tech just for those six minutes. The money matters is basically what I'm telling you. Yeah. And if you're a coach, like say you are Coach Fuente, or say you are any coach, say you are the next hot up-and-coming head coach prospect and and Virginia Tech gives you a call, the things you're asking right in the interview process, let's say you're uh, the next Lincoln Riley and everyone knows it, everyone nationally knows it, and you're looking for your first head coaching job. You've been calling offensive plays for Heisman Trophy winners the last five years. You've been leading the offense uh, to, to national records the last five years. You're looking for your first head coaching job. Virginia Tech gives you a call. You know you have options. The questions you ask are not, what's your, uh, what's your game day atmosphere like? Your questions are not, um, how aggressive does, does uh, your school have a Twitter follow? That's not the questions you're asking. The questions you're asking are, how much money do I have to pay my assistants? The questions you're asking are, what type of facilities do you have planned in the next three or four years that have actually already been fundraised, not just planned in fantasy land? How much can I, can I pay analysts in addition to my coaching staff? Right? Have all those glasses of water. Do I, do I have a private jet to recruit? So I can, on the same Friday night, recruit someone in the 757 and leave after the first quarter and catch someone in Atlanta. What's, what, that's what coaches are looking for. And Coach Fuente, you'd be crazy to think he's moving just because, you know, he doesn't like the area. <laughs> right? Waco, Texas is not Disneyland. Right? He's not leaving because like, oh, they have better schools in Texas. That's not what he's doing. He's leaving because Baylor is willing to make a bigger commitment to their football program. And that's if he leaves. Right, That's why he's entertaining it. He's got more tools. He, he's, he's looking around saying, $3.67 million, what can I compete against? Or Baylor, which is Texas football. Right, It is big money. It is oil money. It is huge, huge, huge alumni that are willing to give cash back to see their team win. Money does matter. Money makes the world go round. Money, 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 money. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. There's a whole bunch of songs out there about money. I don't know how many songs there are that become hits that are like, we're supported by our fan base. They love us all a lot. That's not a banger. Cash rules everything around me is a banger. Money changes everything. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show, Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. And I'm going to give you a hint real quick. You're going to want to listen to this number. All right? Just trust me. 540-639-4900. That's the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. And the reason I wanted you to remember that number is because there are two outcomes that, that Coach Fuente can, can give the Hokies right now. He can either come back to Virginia Tech or he can go to Baylor. Two outcomes. So caller number two is going to go ahead and get themselves two tickets to see the game this Saturday between the Hokies 
and uh, and who are they playing? Uh, Syracuse. And Syracuse. I knew that. Uh, the Syracuse Orange. So it's this Saturday. Hokies hosting Syracuse. Castle Coliseum. Caller number two at 540-639-4900. Phone lines open right now. 540-639-4900. Caller number two gets themselves a pair of tickets to see the Hokies take on Syracuse. All this talk we have about, about the, uh, the Hokie football team, what I can tell you right now is the basketball team has things cruising. There's somebody that you want to see. There's somebody that you want to you wanna see in person. Uh, if we're going to be as upset as we are at the Hokie football program, we have to be equally as excited about the Hokie basketball program. So once again, 540-639-4900. Get the calls in for, the, uh, for a pair of tickets to see the Hokies. Now, uh, Hokie fans out there, Mike Vick, Kirk Herbstreet, Marty Smith, three guys that I think everyone uh, really relates to, right? They're, they're names that you guys care about. They have all come out on, uh, on Twitter and endorsed Shane Beamer as the guy to replace Coach Fuente if they have to replace Coach Fuente. Now, I'm fine with this, right, because these guys know him, right? They've seen him bounce around the college football landscape. Uh, they've seen him as a player, become a coach, as a coach, become a, uh, a bigger member of some bigger staffs, work for Lincoln Riley, work for Sylvester Croom, work for uh, some of the biggest names in, 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 in college football. But it better be, these endorsements better be, because Shane Beamer, Shane, emphasis on Shane, deserves the opportunity to be, to be the head coach of Virginia Tech. I'm not okay with naming Shane Beamer the next guy in waiting just because his last name is Beamer. Now, he might get one or two points boost just because this is home for him and, and he might want to be here for a long time. right? Just like Mike Young got one or two points boosted when he was hired because he's from the area and it feels like he wants to be here more than he just wants to be the head coach of a Power 5 program. So if that's the case, okay, maybe a point or two. But if it is because that guy's last name is Beamer, I want to be very clear. I want to be crystal clear. I want to be, be Windex clear. Virginia Tech and Frank Beamer have nothing to do with the success that may come for Virginia Tech with Shane Beamer. Nepotism is a nice way to get yourself caught up in the wrong situation. That's not to discredit Shane Beamer, and it's not to knock him out of the race. It's to say that if he's in the race and if he wins the race, it better be on his own merit. And I think Shane would want it that way. Any respected competitor would want it that way. You would want to do things on your own merit. Last name regardless. Today, today What's going to happen now is we are going to take a break. When we come back, a serious conversation about the Penn State Nittany Lions and some more accusations. Stick around.